1: hello and welcome
0: to ai pro plus the transfer roundup show it's me guy i am stepping in hopefully just for the first show over trev uh but he is dealing with something at the min but hopefully it's just the one show with me but i'm joined by dave how are you doing dave yeah all good cheers i should have asked before we start recording do you prefer dave or david Nah, go with Dave, definitely. I'll go with Dave. Right, uh, there's too many Daves on AI, I've got to it Um But this is the transfer show, there's only one place to start really, and that is Darwin Nunes. We, we got the Paul Joyce tweet earlier on uh, this afternoon, so uh, yeah, we, we've we got the uh, payment structure, Dave, uh, but it, it's happened almost very quickly, but also very slowly with the last couple of days where nothing's really happened.
2: Yeah, it it's weird if you dependent on who you probably follow on Twitter, if you've been looking at the sort of Portuguese, the Uruguayan journalist, then technically the deal's been done about eighty-five thousand times. Yes. However, the big ones we let's be honest, the big ones we know. We've been waiting for Joyce, Don King to really confirm it. And it's sort of one o'clock today, it's broken, hasn't it? The sixty-four million up front, just shy of thirteen on appearances for an add-on. And then further add-ons of eight and a half million based on the team success. So we kind of got what we wanted to know: the, the big story breaking. Interestingly enough, as well, six-year contract, which is mm. quite a big thing that's probably worth chatting about shortly. I think the things I loved, especially because let's be honest, we all read Joyce's articles, they're the big ones. Van Dijk and Klopp, Keen having conversations with him. So they said even during those. Benfica, I think quarterfinals, whenever it was, they were having chats with Darwin then about moving to Liverpool, which is not not shell shocking, but it's pretty good to hear that they were already sort of planted that seed. He was already in their thoughts. I think the other big things you took from the article, despite the big money, he's not going to be a top earner, intimate, and it's pretty much going to be around the same as what another Liverpool forward who we'll talk about is on. And the style of the deal, that six-year contract, so that over six years, $12.5 million amortized onto the account. That's pretty big, really. I know it's weird to talk about the finances, but it's big in terms of we can still spend. It's not like we've just got to find a huge lump sum Mm. straight away. It's that spread over the six years that way. Still interesting things to didn't happen. I mean, I saw someone tweeted earlier. Please don't be another feck here because <laughs> he has had three serious knee injuries. So it will be interesting to see how we um, how we deal with the the medical side that way. But probably the the one favourite thing that broke, I think, it was yesterday was my favourite thing the the stories the United journalists tried to put out that. United wanted the player, but they Mm. didn't want to get into a bidding war with us. It's (laughs) like, well, funnily enough, I'd like Blake Lively, but I don't want to get into a bidding war with Ryan Reynolds, if you know what I mean. So it's one of those things, but absolute nonsense that way. But how can you not be excited? We're talking about a guy, 34 goals, four assists last season. I mean, six goals in the Champions League, if you want to discuss his pedigree. Two against us, didn't he? He gave them... He gave our defence a right handful. Van Dyke name-checked him as one of his, I think, top five, top six opponents he's come across as well. So it's excitement all around. And it's also gone from that. After the events of Paris, this sort of leaked, give a bit of an excitement. But today is really, from one o'clock, like, bang, we're back in the game type of thing now.
0: Yeah, we finally got this season's Fabinho moment. That's what we're up to now. Um, Yeah. But yeah, we 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 finally got the payment stuff. I mean, if, did the do the add-ons make it our record tr- signing, or do we just go off the base amount? What that? Yeah, work?
2: it's it's one of those. It's, I mean, it's not it's not chunk change, is it? Sixty four million down to start with. Saying twelve point eight million on appearances. I mean, we don't know how many. How that's made up and eight point five million on team success. I suppose when you look at those figures. Let's be honest, if it's successful, we want him to trigger all those add-ons, don't yeah, we? We absolutely. want the team success. We want appearances. You know, he's what he's a young player who we've bought for a six-year contract. So you want him to have a, a long-term successful career. So it's, it's under Van Dyke at the moment. But if everything goes to plan, it becomes the record, doesn't it? And that's success, really.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, we presume, it, well, he has played on the left a bit for Benfica, but we have Diaz there, who we basically did the same with. He played well against us. We like yeah. you, getting the team. Which, yeah. uh, it, it, it works sometimes. Sometimes it goes a bit Adam Danny, but it's worked recently. <laughs> but we presume he'll be the number nine, which is probably our first proper number nine since... Well, I suppose Origi signed, but he was more of a youngster. Maybe Sturridge and Suarez? Unless I'm forgetting someone, or Benteke, but I but I forget them years for Brendan. Um, but yeah. it's been a while since we've had a proper number nine, isn't it?
2: It is. It's a weird one because even I was, I was thinking about this earlier because even with Sturridge and Suarez, I think, remember, like Rogers said at the Times that they're, they're not number nines. They're kind of halfway between a nine and a yeah. ten that way. So I even thought like Torres maybe is a shout for the last say official number nine well we've all blanked Andy Carroll from our minds let's be honest but literally probably Torres sort of a top level number nine and listen if he has that sort of impact happy days.
0: He's got the same haircut for well one one of Torres's yeah. haircuts. So, yeah, exactly he's
2: got the hairband so yeah fingers crossed.
0: Yeah absolutely I, yeah, we'll talk about the wages there because what, what is about 100, 100 odd grand is it?
2: Yeah it's it was an interesting one because I think it's easy to say, oh, it's a big name, so it's going to be coming on big money. But all your top journalists have sort of flagged it, Joyce and King, in their articles just saying they've made a point of saying that's why the fee is what it is. You know, it's the total package and total cost at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Almost, this could be two and two against and seven, but there's that intimation that it's, almost the same wage as the person he's probably set to replace, if that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a smart one. But, plus, listen, his six-year contract, it wouldn't surprise you. And it, hopeful, I suppose you'd say in a way, if it goes well, it's one of those where they talk again in a few years, if that makes sense. So, yeah, happy with the wage side all around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the natural comparison is what Man City do. And you look there getting Haaland, Yeah. I Six was it sixty five release clause? We will come onto the Harlan deal properly, but sixty five odd release clause. But he's rumored to be getting three hundred and fifty grand a week, and that's Man exactly. City. That's Man City wages, where there's you know there's a bit in the background, <laughs> to put it politely. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a bit more money in the signing, but the the entire package will probably be a, a lot cheaper. I'm sure there's many people who've done the maths on Twitter, but yeah, it it it's a it's a great deal for us considering who he who he's seemingly replacing. Um anything to add on the Darwin one before we move on to the person he's replacing?
2: No, I think I think we're all just excited to to obviously for to see that happen. And interestingly enough, it could be his debut on I think someone flagged it as the twelfth of July that we play United in I think it's Bangkok or Singapore pre-season. I suppose the only other thing to flag is it, you know, you don't want to end something on a negative or a doomsday type of thing, but it's just mm. got to be said. He has had three serious knee injuries throughout his career at such a young age. Yeah. So it will be interesting in regards to the medical side, as in what checks they do, how they look at it. It doesn't mean you know anything bad is necessarily going to happen, but it will not surprise me if they do their, their due diligence very well, shall we say.
0: Yeah, you'd think if we've committed whatever, but 100 million euros in the entire package, you'd think if he's had these free... Maybe we wouldn't have went into the negotiating at all if we didn't think it was worth a risk. If, yeah. the med- if the medical says there's a little doubt, we'll probably take the gamble at this stage. But unless it's like completely whatever, yeah, that I, hopefully not an issue. Um, but we'll move on to... <sighs> Is sad the right word? Because it's always sad when a legend's seemingly going. But it almost feels like it's also the right time for him to go. And that is Sadio Mane. I mean, the story so far has been a bit odd because it did start before the Champions League final, which was a, probably the most annoying bit. But the buy-in links are still going and the deal's still progressing, seemingly.
2: Yeah, I think it's all right to say it's all right to say sad. To be honest, I mean, first things first, like you said, he's a legend. He's an absolute legend and icon at this club, and he's done brilliant things in his time here. I think, I want to carefully phrase this, the way it was done, I mean, we'd all been talking about Salah, hadn't we, contract renewal-wise? We were all waiting for to be done in the summer or that's what we were told and then there was that sort of interview that you know I'm going to give you big news after the Champions League final it kind of came from nowhere mm. and then the murmuring start around Bayern you know they're really keen and you were almost thinking is this just a bit of a spoof is this just a even an agent tactic realistically but then as time's gone on it's become clear that no this is you know been happening for a while Bayern wanted him you know, Liverpool had wanted to talk about renewing with 12 months left, but it clearly looks like that was never going to happen. Also, I think that this isn't putting a negative on Mane, but we need to be factual with this. This is the third time he's asked Liverpool to go. I mean, Chris mm. Williams, who's a well-known journalist, he's you know he said that and he stated the facts on Twitter and he got absolute pelters, but it is factual. You know, circumstances have just dictated this looks like the time it's going to happen. So... It brings it all to to the scenario it is today Liverpool have quite clearly said they've leaked it through all the well known sources. Listen if you want him if you want to get him it's about half million. that's what brings us to the table so then you go through the games, don't you so buy and put a first bid in, which is I don't even think low ball's the right word for the first bid. Like a deflated ball, I think. change. Yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. But a, na- a knife by the neighbour, neighbour ball, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's just, to be honest, it's kind of insulting to two big clubs, isn't it? It's like, okay, you know, are we going to talk seriously? So then a the second one goes in. And it, again, it's not it's not a serious bid, really. It's up to £30 million, as we know, but... Some of the add-ons that obviously are being quoted, you know, add-ons that are triggered if Mane wins three ballon d'oors, like Christ almighty you know, just nonsense stuff. I suppose the biggest thing that could be wrong on this, but I have the feeling of it feels like revenge for Tiago. So last well, you know last summer, summer before, wasn't it? You think about Tiago to Liverpool, the rumors, rumours, galore, and then Rummenigge comes out from Bayern saying. Well, Liverpool haven't contacted us, but everyone seems to know. But the buy and board type of thing. So, I've just got that feeling deep down that it is a bit of revenge, is in like bit small fry. Our- mm. I right, but you know we'll play these games a little bit. However, at the same time, Bayern have got previous for this. If you look at like the things they do with other bids, the Sané contract. Sané told them you know, this is what I want from the renewal. And they just made four bids of light, and he just kept saying, no, no, no. And finally, they offered him what he wanted. Now, I I might be wrong on this, and time will tell. I think we're going to find out really, really quickly. I don't think we'll necessarily get 42.5 million for Marnie. Mm. However, I wouldn't be surprised if we got around the... Money that we paid for him, thirty-six million from Southampton, Mm -hmm. something like that tells me, you know, it gets the deal done. I actually think, prediction-wise, I won't be surprised if it, if it's not already done, if it's set to get done shortly because the two clubs are obviously talking. But something around his previous fee from Southampton gets it done. And listen, it's probably going to get done. He goes to a new challenge as he wants. He leaves a legend. You can't ask any more. Than Sadio Mane than what he's done, so it's it's sad in a way, but should still be celebrated. There shouldn't be any negativity towards him if he wants to move on. Fair play, he doesn't owe us anything. And we just crack on with Darwin.
0: Yeah, we absolutely do. I I I do agree. I think if it if it's in the ballpark of thirty five with add-ons that don't require winning Eurovision and other things, I think that's pretty much spot on. I think. People always say the Hazard deal from a, a good few years ago, but the whole stratosphere of football was completely different then. I think Hazard was a smidge younger, and, yeah. and Real Madrid had stupid money then, and buy and Bayern, albeit done a few stupid things in recent times, I mean completely destroying their wage bill, but they were never going to go above and beyond for a thirty-year-old maner. But I, I like the fact that they were annoyed about the price and then went. Well, you want forty odd mil for you want fifty odd mil for Lewandowski, so we're kind of being (laughs) fairer.
2: Yeah, exactly, and and that's that's the sort of comparison. You know, they try and spin it one way for you know what we did for Thiago, but exactly as you said, look at what you're asking for Lewandowski. So it it works two ways. I actually I I do think, truth be told, if we would speak again in a week, I think it'll be done. I really do. I don't think. Liverpool want to drag it out. I'm not really convinced Bayern particularly want to drag it out too far. You know, they, Liverpool are serious operators. But Bayern are European royalty, no matter what anyone Absolutely. says. So I think this will get done quite quickly, personally.
0: Yeah, I think we just want to get Darwin announced. Got the happy, happy moment. Get all your social yeah. social media interactions and then it's fine. Get the news out and then find fitting tributes for Manor. Because as you said, he is a club legend literally was he Klopp's second signing not counting Gruwich I think it was Ginny and, and Mane the first season money so yeah he's clearly one of liverpool's certainly most important but definitely one of liverpool's best in in recent history so yeah we we need to find a, a fitting send off we we had the parade as well so yeah it it, it get the good news out of the way with Darwin and then a serious goodbye to a legend
2: yeah, um exactly
0: Moving on to other other Liverpool moves and starting off with Calvin Ramsey, which has kind of been happening yeah. quietly in the background with the Darwin stuff going on. It seems to be progressing all the time. We we don't really get the big blow up news because everyone's focused on Darwin, but it seems to certainly be close.
2: Yeah, it's it's almost been like a paragraph in between the big articles for all the other players. But Joyce confirmed it, didn't he? That Liverpool uh, are in talks with Aberdeen for because he's a right-back, so Scottish Young Player of the Year. So the initial offer seemed to be £4 million up front, with up to £2 million in add-ons. It, again, he's trying to phrase it carefully. This is not big money for Liverpool, but it's huge money for Aberdeen mm. in relative standards. So you kind of get the feeling that this one will get done. If If Aberdeen want a bit more, it's not going to be a huge amount, but... It suits us all round. It's back up right back's a position we've been, you know, talking about needing cover for a while. I know Joe Gomez has almost been seen as the the backup, if you want to call it that, but he's not a natural right back. So we're looking at a youngster who's got those attacking capabilities, those crossing capabilities of some extent, similar to Trent. So it seems we've made up our mind a long time ago that this is the kid we want, we'll bring him along slowly. And again, I, I would be astonished if within a week or so he's not a Liverpool player. The only reason I think it doesn't happen is just some sort of silly greed on Aberdeen or the players' part. Realistically,
0: yeah, and I, I think it is. I think that's Aberdeen's biggest sale. I am sure I read that the other day, and that it's yeah. for a, an eighteen-year-old right back who I think he's only just broken into their team. If I if I'm uh, read that correctly all over Twitter, so yeah, for to lose a youngster who's obviously hugely talented, but a record sale for a teenage fullback, it, it's crazy money, but yeah, that that should get done uh, moving on then to someone who's had probably his best season not making an impact in the Premier League, I think he had the odd goal in the Premier League, but player of the domestic cups, and that's Taki Minamino who, to be fair a bit up and down at Liverpool, but this last season's been great and now's probably the right time for him to move on and for us to cash in on. And that seems to be where it's heading.
2: Yeah, this it's got all the feeling of a, a goodwill story all around. Like, clearly a nice guy, you know, liked by everyone. And let's be honest, in the last sort of, say, season six months, been absolutely immense for us. I think... I think his minutes per goal ratio might even be the best of the club this yeah. season. 101 minutes, I think. I just did a, yeah. I did, a,
0: I did a pod a minute ago and we discussed him there, so yeah.
2: Yeah, and he, he's just... He's he's fitted in. He's, maybe the shame is he started to finally look at home at Liverpool, I'd say realistically, but for the interest of Liverpool and for the interests of Taki Minamino as well, it's the right time to move on. He, he's better than a a fifth, sixth choice, forward, whatever you want to label him. And it's quite telling that there's up to six clubs with offers on the table at the moment. We're looking at raising up to £20 a bit lower for some. I think he will make the decision realistically because there's premiership clubs. If he wants to stay in this league, he has those options. But there's quite a few from different countries. I think the two biggest ones that have been flagged so far are Monaco have come in they've obviously mm-hmm. got the two a many money and Lazio Lazio is quite interesting for him in regards to being in European competition and they've also got a, a Japanese kit sponsor there as well so that's right, sort of okay. been linked to prompting their interest I think though this sounds horrible to say but the good thing is they'll be looking at that chunk of money and going that's the first down payment or installment on Nunes realistically mm-hmm. but this, you, you can't not love Taki Minamino after what he's done this season. So he gets a good fee for a guy who came in for seven and a half million, I think, initially. Yeah. M- moves on with goodwill. Goes. Not You can't say legend because you're classing Mane as a legend, but I think he's a cult hero. I think it's fair to say after the cup success, he goes as a cult hero. Yeah. Well liked guy. Happy move for everyone, realistically.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's another player who played well against us and we signed, so it keeps that that record strong. Um, Next up we have Nico Williams, who, a bit up and down at Liverpool, I mean, fan reaction to him sometimes was stupidly strong, but he did move to Fulham on loan, and he seemingly did really well, and... There seems to be a couple promoted teams battling out from Fulham, obviously one. Um, but I think Nottingham Forest were named today as well. They they've got to replace Jed Spence, who's seemingly Spurs bound. Yeah. Um so yeah, it looks like we could get a couple promoted teams bidding I think it's rumoured about ten to fifteen million for him.
2: Yeah. Doing, speak speaking to sort of same people that Eddie's been speaking to recently, there's quite a few offers for Nico on the table and Everyone wants this move to happen, Nico especially, because the World Cup's coming up. You know, for Wales, so he needs to be playing first team football. He's not going to get in ahead of Trent. You know, yeah. Calvin Ramsey's looking to come in, so it's a move that makes sense all around. With that, the suggestion is there's up to five offers on the table. Mm, Do you? I I actually think it'll be where Nico picks because I think they'll all come in around the sort of same as you said up to the 12 to 15 million bracket. It'll be up to Nico because he's got the option of staying with Fulham. You know, mm. he could argue he's settled there, but this is without knowing what goes on in his head. They are promoted. So do they struggle? How does that work for him? Forrest seems a bit of a gamble that way as well. You know, it's a brand new, they, they've got a lot of work to do if they're going to stay up, haven't they, Forest yeah. realistically. So it'll be interesting. It, it'll come down to Nico himself to make the call, but yeah, he, He's leaving, you know, happy days for him. He's, World Cup dream probably means more to him than his club dream at the moment. So we get a good fee. Everyone moves on.
0: Yeah, I think it depends because he might have liked London. He might be one of them who doesn't like yeah. London, but Forest, historic club. So, yeah, there's a lot to decide there. And also formation and stuff. I think Forest play a back three, if I remember correctly. So similarly to Will Wil- words, guy, <laughs> Wales. Um so yeah, a lot of factors there, but seemingly off. And everyone will wish him well, because we got money for him, and he came from the academy. Um, uh, Moving on then to done deals across Europe. We have to start off on kind of a sad one, and it's Chua Many, who was name-checked by uh, Ornstein halfway through last season. Yeah. Which is normally the green light of, well, he, pencil him in, He's he's joining, but... Thank you Mbappe, he kind of screwed us there. (laughs) But he's gone to Real Madrid and it's seemingly mega money, which considering the other business we need to do, we were never going to compete with. And he had his heart set on Real Madrid.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was quite clear, as you said, Ornstein others, that at one stage it was between us and Real. The biggest factor in the past, as you said, Mbappe, because Madrid were committed to that. So it looked like, you know... He was our focus. We were going to steal him then. The suggestion seemed to be that we pretty much had a deal tied up. I think the biggest thing to say on this, it looked like we had a deal tied up in terms of fee and wages agreed Ugh. for pretty much half of what it's gone to now, Do really? realistically. So, yeah, that's the, the biggest thing, that the Mbappe money is just sitting there you know, in Florentino Perez's pocket. So hmm. they make this call to go with him. I think they've confirmed €80 million Euros with 20 in add-ons. Ten. It's interesting the way they've, they've confirmed it. 10 are very realistic. 10 are very challenging, as in the challenging ones being things again. I don't know if it's a key weird theme at the moment, but Ballon d'Or, things like that, realistically. But even at €90 million, Euros, there's no way Liverpool are getting involved for mm. a youngster like that. the The downside is You're talking about a guy who many see as a a sort of generational midfield midfield talent. And, you, God, you look at Real Madrid's midfielder now. I mean, people like it's old, it's like, you've got to look at the entirety of it. Yes, there's Cruz, Modric, Casemiro, the experience. But look at the next generation they've got coming through with Camavinga, him, Valverde. I think you've got to say they've got the best midfield in Europe, realistically. So, it's not to be... And you understand why at that price, but yeah, there's a little tinge of sadness that we didn't get that one done.
0: Yeah, it is mad. What what we, about 50 mil were we agreed with?
2: Yeah, around that figure, aye.
0: Ugh, sad. Sad, but it's almost nice to know that we have that money set on a midfield, unless it's all gone into the Darwin deal, but I don't think... We do stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to know we have money for a midfielder, which we can maybe speculate on at the end or something like yeah. that. Okay. Uh, yeah, but we'll move across to a couple other deals. Rudiger or Real Madrid, we've noted down, you see how good he actually is. But, I mean, you look at Real Madrid, it, Alaba and Militao aren't exactly the big-name centre-backs, but you look at, they had a mad record in Europe, but they won the league yeah. game. It it I wouldn't be breaking them two up for someone like Rudiger because it's a gamble, that huge money. But he's always played in a back three when he's played well. It just seems an odd move to me.
2: Yeah, it, it is a weird one. I think you phrase that right. We are going to see how good he is because he got in the PFA Team of the Year. You know, so his, his peers are obviously flagging him as that good. But I think, as you said, he plays in a, a back three at Chelsea. He also plays with the likes of. Kovacic and Kante in front of him yeah. so I'm not going to be funny if they were protecting me I reckon I'd be worth 15 million by the end of the game realistically <laughs> so you know you have to, to balance that out so he's going to be playing in a, a back four different system so we are going to see how good he is realistically I I actually think that oh, is, is he better than those two if you were to say could you improve Real Madrid the centre of defence would have been probably the first mm area that you'd look at. Maybe Alaba would, goes uh,
0: back to left-back or something like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, that, that's the other option as well, realistically. So I, I could see him sort of being on rotation. I think the biggest thing as to why he's got his move is a free. Let's be honest. I don't think people would be spending, you know, 40 50 million on a Rudiger, but mm-hmm. he's on a free. Mm-hmm. So Real Madrid are probably looking at that thinking, I'm sure he's got a cushy wage, a decent signing-on fee, but... Essentially a free transfer, but we will find out very quickly just how good he is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. it would be interesting to see, but I mean, I suppose La Liga's kind of a bit dead, but we'll come on to the Barcelona situation yeah. in a few minutes. Uh, last deal we want to talk about, we, we kind of discussed it in passing there, was, was Haaland and the big package that financially it is. Yeah. But uh, Man City, they've not played with a striker since Aguero before his big injury problems, probably in his last season. Um, but Haaland's completely new, because Aguero was small, he could link yeah. play and other stuff, whereas Haaland, not a target man, because that'd be lazy, but he is a completely different physical powerhouse of a forward.
2: Yeah, I'd agree. I think it, if you Aguero's the obvious comparison, and even under Pep, you saw him saying, you know, Aguero's not getting the team, because he needs to sort of press more, work harder, and, he did respond to that back in the day Aguero. But this, as you said, it's almost going from that false nine system, as you call it, with City, to a literal number nine. Like you said, not just a target man, because the boy's got quality. Let's not pretend he's got a bit of everything. But it is a massive sea change for City that way. I suppose the interesting thing would be to ask sort of those two teams, Klopp and Pep, why two big strikers, if that makes sense, yeah. in Haaland or Nunez. What are you seeing that we're not seeing necessarily that's changing your style completely? But listen, the, the deal's all done. I think the interesting thing that I find is when people are saying, oh, look, they've spent more on Nunez than we have mm. on Harland," but just ignoring the big fat fee that <laughs> yeah. went to Alf Inga his dad, ignoring the fee that went to the agency, Mino Reola's former oh. agency, if you want to call it that. And, as you said, the talk that the wages are, are northwards of three hundred and fifty grand a week. So, all in all, the total value of the package is very, very different. So, there's a lot of pressure on Haaland to perform. Mm. Unfortunately, if someone said to me, do you think he will perform? I would say yes. I think he will get chances galore at City. But it's still a big change in their system. So, it'll be interesting to see how they respond as a team to it at the same time. Yeah, I think almost the
0: more interesting thing is the knock-on effect of the players around it because they've got a lot of money sewn up in Jack Grealish who was struggling to be a starter anyway but this probably moves Phil Ford into left wing, let's be honest. Yeah, probably. He's going to take priority there and right wing it's been a mix of Mares, bernardo silva etc they obviously got the alvarez kid in january so and and uh, bernardo silva's been linked with barcelona as as every player in the world um so it's going to be an interesting summer of city but yeah i think Haaland is almost a guaranteed thing but the the knock on effect of him is going to be interesting on the other players
2: yeah i think probably if you if you look at them and this is speculate a little bit but hey it's a transfer show i'd probably think that it's a bit of a death knell for Raheem Sterling there, in all honesty. When I look at who's playing, he was already starting to move towards the bench. Now with Haaland coming in, like you said, Grealish is more recent. I'm struggling to see Sterling getting the game time that he expects or he wants. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about him moving on somewhere by the end of the window.
0: Yeah, it, he's been linked with, I think I think he, he's an Arsenal or a Chelsea fan, I think he was linked to one of them, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he moves to one of the London clubs, but Real Madrid needs an Mbappe alternative, could be someone like him. Um,
2: it, it's well possible, it wouldn't surprise you if Sterling fancies a shot abroad, it's the one thing he's not done.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and Sterling, Benzema, Vinicius front three, sounds fun. <laughs> Yeah, I've always know, I've always anyway. thought he was better on the right as well. So I think that'd suit all of them. But anywho, we will move on to big club drama. We mentioned Barcelona <laughs> slightly there, and we're kind of involved because we've been slightly linked to Gavi. We don't no idea how serious it is, but the talent's there. We'd we'd be stupid not to be involved or asking questions, but. Barcelona are screwed. They've signed all these more players on a free. We know the drama from last season, which lost them Messi, but they've got to re-sign Gavi, said Roberto, Roberto, Kessi, Christiansen, and all the other people yeah. they want to sign. But finances—they're trying to sell everything from car parks to offices to seats to tickets to weddings, everything. So the Barcelona situation is—it's fun as an outsider, but it's actually just interesting how how much a club can screw up their finances?
2: It's it's the insane side of football. We'll touch on Gavi first, and then we'll, we'll almost go through the Barcelona dynasty drama that's going on. I mean, Gavi, like I say, he's a generational talent. Are we interested? Yeah, absolutely. We have talked to his agent. We've absolutely you know, said we're prepared to pay this. Realistically, though, we do understand we're, yeah, probably phrase it this way, being used a little bit. In the sense of, Mm. we know he wants to really renew with Barcelona. It's now a sort of (laughs) chess game, realistically. But the smart money says Gavi does renew for a new contract and stays there. But you've got to put yourself in these situations. And if there's any chance we can get in, you've got to do everything you can. So it is what it is, a little. But the smart money says Gavi renews. Finance-wise, dear God, Barcelona. It's amazing that this is still going on after all this time under Laporta, but it just advances now all the time. And this week, actually, it's important to flag the sixteenth is a huge date for Barcelona, sort of going in in chronological order. I mean the finances are a mess, as you said, they can't register Cassie, they can't register Christensen, free transfers for God's sake. Sergio Roberto They did an extension for him. It had to be a one-year extension because that's the most that they could be allowed, realistically. Absolutely crazy. Laporta actually said in his address to the the board and to the the shareholders literally last week, the club was almost dead this month unless they're going to agree certain proposals. So to summarise it in simple terms, there's a huge, huge vote on the 16th in a few days. Absolutely massive. Laporta's put, or table, two motions before the board with an aim to raise €740 million. Now, as he said, they need to agree both proposals if Barcelona's not not only going to, A, survive, but B, move forward from the mess. So both motions relate to TV rights and the sale of merchandise. So I know there's been all this thing recently that, You can get married on the pitch, can't you? And you can play five a side. And Mm -hmm. if you pay enough money, you can play laser tag with (laughs) Pedri and Gavi and all this type of thing that's been going on. But these are actually huge. So it's actually selling TV rights and the rights to merchandise as well. So even with the merchandise, it's literally 49.9% that the motion is to sell with the option of them buying it back down the line. But that's not definite. And the other big thing that that's come up is Goldman Sachs. They've been in bed with Goldman Sachs for a while now, yeah. But they're going to finance them to a tune of a further two hundred and seventy million euros. Deep, so So yeah. it, it's interesting. It's like the I'd be surprised if the motions didn't pass. This is obviously not inside knowledge. We'll, we'll have to see. Just because of the situation is where it is. Barcelona having to almost. Sell the bits they didn't want to, but when you're in this bad a situation, what choice have you honestly got? I think the reason we talk about it in terms of finances is because of the transfer impact it has. Just to bring it back to topic, Frankie De Jong, well known, you know, United are in, yeah. so a lot of people might be thinking, "Well, hold on, what's that got to do with it?" Well, a lot of these motions are still going to take time to come through, and the big thing about Spain is a lot of your finances have to be all leveled out account-wise by the 30th of June. So it's probably unlikely that Barcelona are going to naturally be able to get all these sales done before the 30th of June. So that's the big talk about De Jong, you know, to United. So if it starts to get towards the 30th of June, be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Never mind what's going to happen this week to start with. And then the other big thing about Barcelona, Lewandowski. I mean, it's quite Hmm. clear. It's, It's been leaked everywhere, isn't it? He's their first choice. He wants to go there. You know, he's he's been assassinating by him for want of a better phrase, hasn't been in the press. That that, that he, that's well and truly, you know, a bitter divorce heading there realistically. So mm. he wants out, they want him. Again, it's despite his age, it's not going to be chump change. But if Barcelona are gonna have any sort of activity in the transfer window that they want. These two motions are gonna to have to get past and then it will probably see a big chain of events that way.
0: They are just an odd, very, very odd team, because they finally got back on back on the feet after Koeman with Javi and stuff, but it all seemed to stem from the youngsters taking precedent. I know they got Obama Yangadama and all that. Yeah. But why would you commit to Lewandowski? I think thirty four now. It just makes no sense. Because you just got a Bamian. Who's
2: that? <laughs> it's just really odd. It's the the one thing is it's again like you say, you, you get it, and I'm trying to rationalise it. Is it okay? Get get Lewandowski around Pedri, Gavi, you know, showing the these right things, maybe, but committing that sort of money on a player that age. I mean, listen, a world class striker. Let's have yeah, that on absolutely. the record, you know what? Absolutely top class finishing, you know, no doubts about that. But it just seems, you know, when money seems to be that precious or needs to be smart, that it could be better spent maybe. But, hey, we, we don't make these calls. But I think it, it's also linked to that transfer merry-go-round, as in they can get Lewandowski and they get money in Bayern for Mane. That links to us and Nunes. So, yeah, a lot of things there. But it is absolutely crazy times at Bayern. At Bayern, Barcelona even.
0: It's almost crazy at Bayern, but not that crazy. Um, but there is another European... Is giant the right word for PSG? Modern giant, let's go with, to be kind. And yeah. Sporting director uh, Kylian Mbappe uh, has seemingly got rid of Pochettino. We we know they're getting a new, an actual sporting director in, uh, I think it's Luis Campos. Um, but Pochettino, who is so highly thought of it in this country... I, as soon as he's been at PSG, I, you hear journalists, I'm sure people listen to um, Julian LeRond on, on, on many different shows, it, he, he can't stand Pochettino's football and stuff like that. But yeah. man, manager's gone. Zidane's obviously the linked one all the time, but God knows if that'll be confirmed. But PSG's a mess as well. I
2: think P, PSG is just the ultimate mess of how not to run a football club, so to speak. That How many good Top class managers have been to PSG. You think like Ancelotti, even if you go a bit lower like Emery, they all get fired and everyone looks at the managers like, it's nothing to do with the manager. It's to do with the setup of the club. Like you said, Mbappe, just obscene wages, an obscene deal. The power a 23-year-old now wields at a club like that is just unbelievable. Looks like, as you said, Zidane's going in there now, so... We'll see how he does realistically. Luis Campos is advisor. So Leonardo is moved out, interestingly, with absolutely no press release, no sort of messages there. But to be mm. honest, by the sounds of it, I'd probably quite happily just keep my mouth shut and walk out for the 12 million or so he's getting. So that makes sense. I think the biggest thing that's interesting me is Luis Campos. Is, is he going to advise players? And is that to the manager or is he going to advise players? And then Mbappe goes, no, nah, I don't fancy him. We're not going to get him type of thing. It's just, it's utterly bizarre the setup that way. The interesting one that, that is now in the fray is they have now spoken to Lewandowski. So right. Lewandowski's preferred option is clearly Barcelona as it stands. But if he does want to get one last pension top up, if you call it that, PSG are very ready and willing to put that in place, but from a transfer perspective, they're going to move, they are going to move really hard now as well, so it'll be interesting to see who Mbappe improve, approve, shall mm. we say, and go from there.
0: I think Liverpool just need to sign everyone in PSG's is under-23s, by the sounds of it, because they will never get a chance at playing football for PSG. But it's worth yeah,
2: you, yeah. you, you look at who they've let go, like, in cuckoo and players like that, it's mm. just insane. But, yeah, P- PSG will do everything they can to chase a Champions League, and, yeah, everyone from the outside can see they're doing everything wrong. But, hey-ho, let it continue.
0: Yeah, not none of that defenders or midfielder stuff. Let's get a striker that'll fix the problem. Uh, but yeah, it, it, bit of a mess. But hey ho. Moving on, a, a quick fire round here. I mean, we've got some Premier League deals. I mean, one's a club, but Newcastle is just pure transfer drama. Let, let's start with them. Yeah, one I mean, of them PSG let goers is Moussa Diaby who's linked with them for for big money but Newcastle, they're going to be spending a lot of money on a variety of players this summer.
2: Yeah, two two big things really for Newcastle is they've got Dan Ashworth in there as a football advisor so they managed to get him out of Brighton eventually, it was always going to happen but, so that would indicate a strategy shall we say I think the other biggest thing is that they have their, or they had I should say their sponsorship but they bought that out Astonishing. A club that's actually bought out, as in paid a penalty fee to get out their sponsorship contract. So it wouldn't surprise you at all if, insert random Saudi company, all of a sudden becomes sponsors of Newcastle's kit for a record fee, etc. So it can all go towards their transfer pot. But they will be active. The biggest thing for Newcastle is... Will they try and do a Man City and try and jump levels before? If they're smart, they will look to build slowly. However, they could well try a City and try and get players like Rubinho, you know, other Brazilians. Let's let's be honest, it never ends well. But it's whether they're smart and they go for the likes of Botman, it's been mentioned, so I think that's realistic. I think they're close to, and I might be wrong with my pronunciation of this, but... Eketike, I think it is, from yeah. Reims, the other the player as well. So, it's quite clear young talents on the agenda, maybe for Ashworth, but Newcastle will be very active. Also, a prediction there, I suspect one of two players who they're in talks with in Dominic Calvert-Lewin or James Ward-Prowse will be going Ooh. there as well.
0: No, that's interesting. Ward-Prowse, I, I don't think that's what they're needing, midfield. to be fair, but that would be interesting. It would be a lot of money, I presume. But... A lot of money will be spent in Newcastle. Uh, yeah. James Tarkovsky, you'd probably think would have set his own sights higher, but he's seemingly on the verge of signing forever.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's, I mean, when you look at it, when you've just been relegated and you've been one of the centre backs at a team, you'd think he's well, going to do well to get a move, but. There's a lot of things on the table for Tarkowski. You know, he's he's homegrown, so he's got that advantage as well. He, he is a, a decent, I'll use that word, defender. Everton, God, Everton's defence is terrible. If you look at who they've got at the back, realistically. Is he an upgrade on the likes of Michael Keane? Yes. Mason Holgate? Christ, yes. So it is a move that could make sense for all parties on the free. Mm. Why you said, I'm surprised he's maybe... Not set his sights a bit higher, possibly, but I think he'd play every week there, so yeah. is maybe a move that makes sense in that regard.
0: I mean, Burnley replaced Michael King with James Talkowski. Why can't Everton do this? Yeah, exactly. Similar <laughs>
2: levels, you could argue, eh?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on, Jules Kunde again, one of the more highly thought of younger centre backs yeah. in the world. Chelsea links just don't go away. They're probably stemming over from last season, but I think he does have a release clause, I can't remember what it is, but yeah. that's probably going to be Chelsea's first new big signing um, under the new ownership, by the looks of it.
2: Yeah, for Chelsea, this isn't even a improves the team. This is needed to try and get back on an even keel. You're talking about a team that's just lost Rudiger and Christensen on a free, you know, two of their three centre-backs, realistically. Marcus Alonso also wanting out, linked with Barcelona, spookily enough, he we were talking about earlier. As for La Quetta, getting another year older. So th- this is one that they tried to get done last window, but ran out of time, or last summer window, I should say, but ran out of time. So it's something that the player wants. It's something that Chelsea need. I would say be astonished if this one doesn't get done.
0: Yeah, I think we'll definitely see him in the Premier League one way or the other. Um Someone else I think will be in the Premier League Unless PSG fancy another cracker, an expensive player It is Usman Dembele I mean he's been linked mostly with Chelsea I've seen the odd link to Liverpool Um, I'm, United have been linked more so last summer from memory But Usman Dembele is probably another one we'll see in the Premier
2: League Yeah, I think if it's going to be in the Premier League Like you say, it's going to be Chelsea or PSG Chelsea, you know This is a playboy type, so London would suit him in that regard. Chelsea's attack needs again a full revamp. Lukaku clearly wants out. Ferner's not good enough. We've even heard the likes of Ziyech, Pulisic. All these players are up for sale, so that attack needs a full revamp. (laughs) People say, yeah, he's on a free, but we know what this means. He'll get a huge Mm. lump sum either way. He'll get huge waders, so the way you define a free might need to be looked at, but two clubs for Dembele, PSG or Chelsea if it's going to be the Premier
0: League I'm still tempted by it to be honest but no,
2: uh, no.
0: I love a gamble I love a gamble Dave you can't go wrong but I don't think, maybe if the wage demands weren't mental Klopp was a fan of him wasn't he Um, but yeah I think that that sales shipped um I said that wrong, ship sale, Jesus. Um last one then on this quickfire one, and this kind of broke yesterday, is Richarlison to Spurs and Yeah, you look you hear that and you think that can make sense. And then you hear sixty million pounds and you're like, Oh no, no, not Spurs. What are you doing? But yeah, that money's ludicrous for me.
2: It, it when you saw that thing, it's like, if you're gonna pay Richarlison or that money for Richarlison you should look at what Tom Daly's doing because you're probably getting for a fraction of the price realistically. It's Spurs have announced they've got money. It's they announced at the sort of pre season that, you know, mm. they're gonna make an investment into the club through E and I see tune of up to hundred and fifty million. And they they left it kind of ambiguous in the statement as to how that's gonna be spent. But we all kind of thought, let's be honest, transfers. And since then, Spurs have been linked to a good few, like Centre-backs predominantly, like Bastoni being the main one. This one, though, just came out of nowhere. You're thinking, Son, Kane and Richarlison. It's just a bit of a, an odd combination. Like Son's obviously seen as a, a nice, popular guy. The other two are just vile. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest, he's, no one's a fan of Richarlison. But Might as well get Pickford as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If if Everton could genuinely get that price for Richarlison after his return in the last few seasons, they should drive him there themselves, get him on that plane, get him to that deal as quickly as possible because he's just not worth that. That being said, I think Conte is a, a top manager. His record bears that out. So if anyone can get anything out of him, it is him. But... God no, he's a he's a vile character, and I don't think he's that good a player. So someone with a, he's one of those ones that it's a Brazilian international who would fit in at Burnley. But yeah, if Spurs are yeah. willing to pay that on it, mental.
0: Like, I think he's good backup for Son and Kane because they want one player to do both job. But sixty mil for a backup because he's not he's not better than Kulusevski. <sighs> it's crazy.
2: He's not. I, I I really didn't understand that. I was like, I've not heard any talkers. I don't know enough about this, I won't pretend, but whether that's going to made permanent, but he, the Swedish boy came in and he's done well. You know, mm. I, thought I think, would the, be I think obvious...
0: they've got another year of loan and then they have to pay it, I think. Yeah, it just...
2: Do I think Richarlison's better than him? I think he's probably about the same level, if not, you know, but... Certainly more suited to the right as well. It's, yeah, it's I just... It's the one that you're kind of thinking, eh, when you've heard it, but... There's no smoke without fire, but we shall see on that one. Yeah,
0: and that's it for, for what we've got noted in the agenda. Just to finish, I mean, a bit of speculation here, but Liverpool, we, we've we kind of planned out their week in the first segment now, get Darwin done, maybe say goodbye to Sadio, and then them smaller deals done. But speculate, is it is it the midfielder next? Yeah,
2: I think next, no. After rounds After, yeah. I think you'll see a lot of outgoings and other dealings, shall we say, with Liverpool. But I also suspect that there's one more incoming, if you want to call it big incoming, after Nunes. So I think it will be a midfielder. I think there's there's been a lot of names out there. Bellingham won't go away. Mm. Sangare from PSG. PSV even, sorry. Yeah. Um I think... Bisuba gets mentioned, but I'm I'm struggling to see. I like Mm -hmm. him a lot, and I like him at the price with a year left, but I'm struggling to see how we're going to go back in for a player that didn't give us the warmest welcome last time when we tried. Bellingham is the interesting one. I think you're going to hear this throughout the summer. Now, I know everyone's going to say Bellingham, it's quite clear he's not going to move until next summer. Now, that is entirely possible. That is entirely possible. However... You look at the deal we've done with someone like Cater. when we said, you know, let's buy him now for a bit of a premium. You keep him for a year. We have had those type of talks with Dortmund. However, Dortmund are in a very strong position here. It's an interesting one for Liverpool because if you look at these sort of young generational midfielders where we're shopping, Camavinga's gone, Graven Birch has now gone to Bayern. I think they've got an absolute steal there for the price they've got him for realistically. So Bellingham is the one that everyone knows we like. He's a generational talent that way. If it's left till next summer, he's going to come towards a bid in auction. I think, unfortunately, Man City will be there as well. Chelsea. That does make things very difficult for us that way. So prediction-wise, I would not be surprised if you hear a fair bit more rumbling on with the Jude Bellingham situation. However. If that doesn't happen, which I think there is little chance of it happening, Liverpool, I would be absolutely astonished if we've not signed another, let's call it a first team squad midfielder by the end of the window.
0: Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Uh, But that is the end of the first episode of the transfer roundup for this summer, as I said in the intro, hopefully Trev's back by, I'm not sure when we're planning to do these, hopefully next weekend or when we get more news or something like that but hopefully Trev's back for the next one uh, Eddie was planned to be it but I ended up being the third choice host yeah. <laughs> um, but there we are good sub, good sub to have um, but
1: thank you Dave uh, we'll be back soon, goodbye Goodbye We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show